When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's April 2nd, 2021, and this is episode 286. You are invited to join me and my dear friend and longtime co-host, Kelly Gordon, as we talk about some basic, simple, fundamental information that you need for skincare 101. We are sorting through all of the confusion and all of the overwhelm to give you a beginner's guide to skincare, and we're going to do it with all kinds of products that you can get at your local drugstore. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We hope that you know that you have found your way to the most awesome community of women that exists on the internet. You can find our awesome community all over the place. We're over on YouTube and TikTok. Of course, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Basically, if really amazing women are hanging out there, you're going to find Sorta Awesome there too. And if you found your way here from our daily podcast, Awesome Today, welcome to the Awesome Today fam. So Kelly, I am so excited about our episode today. This is going to be so much fun, I think. I think it's going to be fun too, especially because you guys, this is just Meg. She is like the Jedi Knight to my Padawan. <laughs> In this episode, I am so excited to learn because this is stuff that I off camera have turned to Meg and said, I don't know what I'm doing. And she has jumped in and has been the great, we're reversing roles here, like my big sister and has been <laughs> here. Here's what I know about you. Here's how I know we can start this yes. process. I can walk you through. And so now she's going to do it for all of us. Yes. And you know, this is genuinely a topic that we've had multiple requests through the years from awesomes who are like, I want to do something besides just wash my face at night, or maybe I don't even wash my face regularly at night. And I try to read online forums or listen to podcast episodes. And it's so overwhelming. I don't even know the vocabulary that they're using, which I totally, totally get that. And so we thought, hey, this is a great time to have just a conversation about if you want to dip your toe into the soothing waters of skincare, <laughs> let's start with the basics. How about, you know? Yeah, I think that you're going to make them soothing waters. I think for a lot of us, it feels like this bubbling whirlpool that you're like, I don't know, am I going to get sucked in? Is it going to take me to the bottom? I don't know what it is. I'm just going to go over to my little puddle and stay there. So you're going to invite <laughs> us in. You're going to turn the jets off. See, here's, I'm, I'm yes. sticking with my metaphor. You're going to turn it. the jets off and be like, Look, it's just water. Yes. You can get in and then yes. we can start the bubble. Just one jet. We'll just do one jet. Just one jet. Just yep. one jet. You are the queen of the extended metaphor. <laughs> I love it. That was awesome. <laughs> so yes. And you know, for some people who are listening, like maybe you are way more into advanced skincare, this is a great episode to pass along to a friend, a sister, a daughter, a mom, somebody in your life that is like, I don't know where to start with skincare. We're going to be really doing just like a 101 session today. So even if you're more advanced, you know, stick with us. You might even learn something or pick up a new product recommendation that you didn't know that you needed. So we are going to get to all of that. We're going to talk steps. We're going to talk products, all of that fun stuff here in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. It is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life more awesome right now could be a book or a TV show, a movie, a podcast, a product. It's whatever's really making us happy. Kelly, what are you into right now? I have a backstory okay. for my awesome of the week. Let's hear okay, it. so longtime listeners of the show will remember a group episode that we did back. I want to say it was one of the first group episodes that we did back when Laura was still a co-host. It was before the holidays and it was kind of confessions. And in this show, I very infamously said that I do not like cookies. <laughs> and I was talking about how Christmas is a loser holiday because the only dessert that it's associated with are cookies. And I was like, that's why 
you know, Christmas is all about the cookies. And Laura Tremaine very, like, <laughs> in her way was like, and Jesus. Yes. yes, I do remember that. It was definitely a holidays confession show for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it was literally still one of my top five sort of awesome moments yes. ever because <laughs> I laughed so hard like, oh, yeah, and Jesus. And Jesus. That's really what Christmas is about. Yes. <laughs> In the midst of my rant about why I don't like cookies. So you need to know that this is the background that I'm coming from. Okay. I am not cookies. I will make for my family. And that's really what's happening right now is that I am making cookies for my family. They're not my tempting thing. Okay. You know, gotcha. That's really what I was saying back then. It's not like I won't make cookies or that. It's just that when I go into a bakery and people are like, oh, look at those cookies. I'm like, eh. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's just not my thing. I'm not going to waste my calories on a cookie. However, cookies are great to pack in lunches. So I have kids back in school all of a sudden. I'm packing lunches again. So I would say in the last month or so, I've started to kind of regularly make cookies. So it's, it's kind of the two-pronged thing. It's because my kids are back in school and also because at the end of all things <laughs> here, you know, one year into the pandemic, I was like, I just really need to focus on little things that make me happy. So while eating cookies doesn't make me happy... Baking cookies makes me Ah, happy. yes. Right. So I like to bake. Yeah. So I am here to share my very favorite cookie recipe of like just the everyday. So again, Awesomes will remember that I have the salted caramel. <laughs> yes. Oatmeal cookies. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, and the Awesomes are so glad, Kelly, that you love to bake. It is your gift to us when you bring us a cookie recipe. Some yeah. of them are genuinely a person's top three ways that sort of awesome has yes. changed their life, including that one that you were just referencing, yes. the salted caramel. Yeah. And that one is truly like that. When I first had that cookie, I was like, well, this is a revelation. This is like, I've never had a cookie this good. So this is not quite that, but it is, like I say, it's more of an everyday cookie, but it is so good. And it really, what it is, is called a peanut butter oatmeal monster cookie. Okay. Sign me up. Yes. I mean, this has got everything in it and it has no flour. So if you are gluten-free, this is a good cookie to make. And you probably already even know about this recipe. It is kind of like, you can't say it's healthy because it's got so much sugar in it. But then it has tons of peanut butter mm. and tons of whole grain oatmeal. So what you're saying is it's breakfast. <laughs> it's kind of like a breakfast cookie. I mean, <laughs> breakfast cookie with M&Ms. But I mean, you go to a restaurant, sometimes you get like, well, at least my kids do chocolate chip pancakes with whipped cream. I mean, that's a dessert. Yep. So. This is healthier than that. Yes, for sure. Yes. So this is what you're going to need. Of course, we will link to the recipe. I originally got this from a food blogger. Her name is Kelly as well at Just a Taste. So just a quick rundown of the ingredients. So you know what we're talking about here. It's butter, a lot of natural peanut butter, brown sugar, white sugar, eggs, vanilla, baking soda, and then oats. So then you're also going to put in, and this is kind of the fun part, is that you're going to mix in a cup of mix-in. So you can choose. So I usually do half and half mini chocolate chips and mini M&Ms because then it gives it that pop of color. These are the easiest cookies to mix up and then to bake. Here's my tip. Unlike these salted caramel oatmeal cookies, which have to have parchment paper down because it's got that sticky, you don't have to do that. These cookies will come off. But really, I am notorious for overbaking my cookies. I always like look at them and I'm like, I don't think quite. And then the next time I go, they're too done. Don't make my mistake. I've started to get really rigorous, partly because I have an Alexa, Apple Watch. I mean, there's so many ways you can set a timer these days totally. and not just be like, I'm sure I'll remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you really only want to cook them for eight minutes before you start checking them okay. and then take them out at the very, they're just starting to look brown around the edges sort of a thing and then let them set up for a few minutes because then you're going to get this kind of chewy, wonderful texture that's going to stick with you. You know, I mean, all cookies when you first bring them out of the oven are chewy. And it's after they cool, are they going to be very crunchy or are they going to be kind of soft and chewy? So if you do that, then you're going to get this wonderful, soft, chewy, you know, kind of sweet and savory cookie that you could have for breakfast or you could pack in a lunch. They're very portable, kind of. And this is why I say every day, I don't feel bad about this cookie when my kids come through and are eating another cookie and eating another cookie. Because so I'm like, well, at least it has some protein. It has some whole grain it's going to fill them up more than just a cookie that is pure sugar and white flour. Totally. Yes. They're getting that fiber in with their protein. Yes. So yes. And a little, yes. little dash of sugar too. Right. Yes. And they're wonderful. I mean, I really don't know. I guess if you don't like peanut butter, I don't know a person who doesn't like these cookies. You know, like it's got all the things. That's why they call them monster cookies, right? It's got all the things that are in most cookies in one cookie. Yes. It's got chocolate chips. 
It's got all the things that you want in a cookie. It's just got all of the things, the chocolate chips, the M&Ms, the oatmeal, I mean, peanut butter. It's great. So I highly recommend these cookies. Make them this weekend. Don't overbake them. And you will probably have to make a second batch within a week is my prediction. These sound amazing. I am so the opposite of you in that cookies are my one weakness. I don't really like ice cream. I don't like cake. Pies are fine, whatever. But cookies are my absolute Achilles heel. So these sound so good. I don't know if I should even attempt them. (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe give them to your girls. Like this is the nice thing too, is that I think when my son who's 17 now was in a home ec sort of class, he had to bring a recipe to learn to make. And this is what he chose to learn to make. How fun. Because they're very, they're not hard. Yeah. And so he would make them lots of times. My husband would actually pay him. And my husband doesn't eat sweets, but he likes these cookies. So he would be like, Connor, I will pay you $5 to make cookies tonight. That is so cute. I love it. So fun. Okay, well, we're going to take a little bit of a left turn out of the home ec classroom and out of the aprons <laughs> and making cookies. So I have a podcast, Kelly, and I can't stop talking about this podcast, how amazing it is, and I don't even know how to classify it. I was going to say, it's not true crime, isn't it? We're not going from the kitchen to blood. It's a little true crime, but it's like, <laughs> okay, it's not that much true crime. It's bananas is what it is. Okay, the name of the podcast is called the opportunist. It just started this year. What they're going to do in this podcast is hosted by a woman named Hannah Smith. She has a whole production team. It's at Cast Media. But the whole gist of the opportunist is the first line of the description says the opportunist tells true stories of regular people who turn sinister simply by being opportunistic. And so it does kind of delve into what makes just like a regular person all of a sudden do things that are just, wow, this is unbelievable. And so it's going to be serialized by season. So they have just wrapped up season one. This is why I've been saving it until now to tell the awesomes about, because now you can binge through season one, which is eight episodes. Okay. And so in the next season, they'll move on and kind of tell the story of somebody else and so forth. So season one, Kelly, tells the story of a woman named Sherry Schreiner. Does that name mean anything to you? No, I don't think so. I had never heard of her either. That she was basically, she's passed away. She passed away a couple of years ago, but she was an internet cult leader who was a, just a regular person, a mom of four from the Midwest. She was like a baseball mom, you know, like living a normal life in the Midwest. But in her free time, she created this persona around herself on the internet and had and continues to have a true cult following. And so this is why I don't know how to classify it because it's a little bit about cult mindset, which I find endlessly fascinating. It's a lot about how the internet and YouTube and people just having free access, or there's no gatekeepers to what you want to put out into the internet realm and how you can create a whole person and So Sherry Schreiner is a woman who believed that she was an angel from God, an angel embodied on this planet. So, man, I don't want to give too much away, but it's like dances around the edges of Christianity, but then also aliens and reptile people and the occult. It was just like a dash of this and a spoonful of that. And she mixed it all up and this became her belief system and people flocked to her. And so it tells the story of her followers. Now, I will give a big content warning, big content warning for murder and suicide. Both of those play into the overall story of Sherry Schreiner because a huge part of what made her story so fascinating was you were either in the fold or she excommunicated you. And so it examines what happened in the lives of these real people who had really gotten caught up and tangled up in her religion of sorts. And then what happened to them on the other side of that. And so I can't stop talking about it. It's by far some of the most fascinating storytelling, some of the most incredibly produced audio that I've heard in a while. So this is season one of The Opportunist. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to it, please come find me. I don't have anyone to talk to about it. I feel like nobody's talking about it. It's so incredibly well done. I need someone to be in my life that I can process this with. Yeah. And Are you wanting to process this specific story? I'm guessing so, but also it seems like they're going to be touching on bigger psychological themes. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yes. So if you are a person who has, you yourself have kind of gotten caught up in the swirl of an internet sort of like, I'm just saying belief system. I don't know what else to call it. Right. Right. Or maybe somebody in your family has, it really delves into how you can find yourself over time becoming, I mean, I don't want to say brainwashed, but like really deeply convinced of the truth of something that on the surface seems really out there. Yeah. So that's fascinating. It's so good. It's so good. It's so compelling. So again, it's called the opportunist. If you listen to it, come find me so we can talk about it. Oh my gosh, there's so much going on there. So those are our awesomes of the week. You get a little bit of everything. You get some good old fashioned cookie baking and some bananas town uh, internet cult discussion. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's sort of awesome. I was going to say as per usual for sort of awesome. If you haven't found us in one of our online communities, we would love to have you join us because we do talk about Awesome of the Week every week on Instagram, on Facebook. Kelly, our Instagram, it's going through a transformation. Thanks to Lori Lynn, our new social media director, who is bringing so much youth and energy and fun to our Instagram. We have so much going on over there. If you haven't followed us on Instagram before, you got to come find us now. We're having so much fun over there. We're at Sort of Awesome Show. Or come over and hang out in the Facebook group. Not only do we talk about Awesome of the Week, but we talk about all kinds of life issues, some funny, some serious. It's incredibly supportive. We would love to have you there. Facebook.com slash group slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. One other place you can find us, and I'm mentioning this specifically because Kelly is on the show this week. Kelly and I last month dropped the newest episode in our Sorta Spicy series that we have created for our Superstar Awesomes. Those are our Patreon supporters who support the work of Sort of Awesome at $5 a month. We've been doing this Sort of Spicy series since last fall. Kelly and I did an episode where we kind of took on purity culture, which was a great conversation. I loved it so much. We've gotten so much feedback on it. People who grew up in purity culture have been weighing in with their thoughts and experiences. And then people who were like, this was so not my experience, but I found it fascinating to listen to you guys talk about it. Have you experienced that too, Kelly, with people you know, sharing feedback with you? Absolutely. And I think that the great thing is because we have a separate Facebook group for our superstars, like the conversation in there, because that's what always makes this show is that, you know, when we're recording, Meg and I, we're looking at each other, we're having a conversation, but we're always so aware of the third person of you the listener being in the room. Yeah. And so then being able to take that into the real world in the superstars group and just everybody's like, yeah, I heard that. And then did you think about this? And it's just a big group discussion. That's been almost my favorite part because purity culture is so big. So it was like we did this, you know, cover of it. And then we've really gotten into some of the more specifics and nitty gritty yeah. fallout in the superstars hangout group. Absolutely. So yes, if you have not become a superstar yet, this is a great time to do that. Again, it's $5 a month to support the work of the show. And we have all kinds of exclusive content, literally hours and hours and hours of sort of awesome that you've never heard before, because it is just for our superstars. You can sign up for that at patreon.com slash sort of awesome. So Kelly, we have a lot of skincare conversation to have, and we're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Okay, friends, 66 days, 66 days. On average, that's how long it takes to build a habit, like eating more fruits and vegetables. But if two months of cutting up produce sounds like a lot of work, don't worry because it takes less than a minute to make a fruit and veggie packed Kenko smoothie. Kenko makes seriously nutritious smoothies for seriously busy people. Expensive store-bought smoothies are often packed with sugar and calories, And your fresh pressed juices often have way less fiber. Kenko's breakfast smoothies are only made from organic whole fruits and vegetables. They're flash frozen and slow dried to lock in all of the fiber and the nutrients. Nothing is added and no fiber is taken out. Kenko smoothies are crazy easy to make. No blender, no juicer, no kitchen required. Pour the Kenko packet into water or your favorite milk, shake it up, and then take on the day. Go to Kenko.com, take their quick nutrition quiz, and fill your flexible monthly order with your choice of 15 functional flavors that match your goals and your taste. Each Kinko smoothie costs less than three bucks and packs half of the daily fruits and vegetables that you need. Right now, I am super into the Amber's smoothie, which is all about repair. Tastes so good and so good for my body too. So start creating healthy habits right now. Go to kinko.com slash awesome. Pick out your flexible monthly plan and the first 100 listeners 
will get 25% off of your first order. That's kenco.com slash awesome and get 25% off, but only if you're one of the first 100. You love Sort of Awesome, we love you, so you get this special deal. 25% off for the first 100 listeners at kenco.com slash awesome. Awesome, so I don't know about you guys, but if there is one thing I have found to be true is that having on the right bra can either make or break your enjoyment of the day. That's why I love Third Love Bras because Third Love makes some of the most comfortable bras that I've ever worn. Now, you guys know that they start you out with their fitting room quiz. It's like having a personal shopper for your boobs. The fitting room quiz focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues, and your own personal style to deliver bras and underwear that are absolutely perfect for you. And that's why it's time for you to break up with your bad bra and fall in love with better bras and underwear. Your boobs deserve it. Third Love is changing the game when it comes to comfort and style for all of your everyday essentials, from loungewear and wireless styles to their number one rated 24-7 classic t-shirt bra, they're creating the ultimate shopping experience. I'm actually wearing my Third Love t-shirt bra right now. I love it. And also my teen daughters love their t-shirt bras. From Third Love, these bras are a hit no matter what age range you are in. They're going to change the way that you think about bras. Third Love knows that your one true fit is out there. So right now they are offering you awesomes 20% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash awesome now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash awesome for 20% off today. Okay, I'm so excited to get into this, Kelly. And I think this is such a good conversation for us to have because, you know, just like a little background for me is that. I mean, I did not grow up and it was not really like a part of my experience in young adulthood in my 20s and really even in my 30s to be really super into all the different skincare products. Like I wash my face every night. If my skin was dry, I find a little probably expired moisturizer. <laughs> yeah. Speaking I, my language. Yeah, that I hardly ever used and throw that on. I just didn't think about it that much. But a couple of years ago, my oldest daughter, who's 16 now, got really into like Asian beauty, skincare, the whole 10-step beauty routine. And just to have something to kind of bond with her over, I was, you know, reading along with her and trying out products along with her. And I found myself getting really into it too and having a lot of fun with it. But you're kind of like, let's just say that hasn't been an interest of mine. <laughs> it hasn't been. You guys, the reason that I'm doing this episode with Meg today is that I'm the noob, as my teenagers say. <laughs> I, until very recently... This was my skincare routine. And remember, I am the oldest of the group. So for probably half of my life, what I have done is washed my face in the morning into the night with Noxema. Yep. The end. That's all I have done. <laughs> Except for wearing you know, sunscreen when it is summer in Minnesota and I'm going to be in the sun. Like some places and some people put it on every day. You know, we go months without even having sunlight on our skin. So it's just never been a part of my like daily routine. All I do. Yeah is wash my face with Noxema. Yes. So we thought it'd be fun to do this beginner's guide to skincare. Again, I want to make it clear, we are really just talking about the basics today. We're going to keep it very simple. This is not advanced level skincare. In fact, if you do want to have, hear some great conversation that's like more, well, like higher level learning about skincare, our dear friend, Laura Tremaine on 10 Things to Tell You has hosted Jamie Golden who is known for her skincare expertise over on 10 Things to Tell You, not just once, but twice. And so I'll put links in the show notes for those two episodes because they go into all kinds of products and procedures that you can do. That's not us today. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to keep it awesome. We're going to keep it super approachable. And really, this is for people who, generally speaking, want to stick with a drugstore available product. So we're not talking super crazy high price points. We're not talking hard to find. In fact, Kelly, I really narrowed down almost all of my recommendations to just two product lines. And I'm going to talk about that here in a minute, but just to keep it super, super simple for everybody. And then really, this is not for people who are dealing with skin conditions that really would be best treated with some kind of an expert, a dermatologist. I'm talking about cystic acne, rosacea, other things going on with your skin that go beyond the basics of skincare. Obviously, we're not qualified for that. <laughs> That's above our pay grade. And 
you know, I feel like I'm giving all these caveats at the beginning, but I really do just want to say, you know what? All skin is great skin. It is, our skin is amazing. It serves us so well. And I don't want anybody to walk away from this feeling like, oh my gosh, there's so much I should have been doing. If you are a soap and water or a Noxema morning and night girl, you go with that. That's great. I mean, that has served so many people for so well, for so long. If you're all about just aging gracefully and you don't really want to get into all that, that's also totally fine. I'm also trying this aging gracefully thing as well. (laughs) But I think there are so many of us who are like, I would like to do more especially if we didn't grow up doing it. So, you know, you hit a certain point in your late 20s or your mid 30s where you're like, I would do more, but I'm overwhelmed. Yes. I don't know where to start. I feel a little guilty. And the people in my life who are super into this and probably have the expertise maybe are so at the 301 level and I'm at the 101 level. I just need somebody to kind of, how do I take my baby steps into this pool? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So to begin with, I want to introduce the idea of if you are, okay, I don't know where to start. I'm going to give you three basic steps. And then later in the episode, we'll talk about how you can add in things slowly and as needed as desired. But let's start with just the basics. And like I said, Kelly, I narrowed my recommendations for this episode down to two product lines that I really love. The first one's called V. It's spelled C-E-R-A-V-E. This one, dermatologists rave about this because Mm -hmm. the ingredients are so good and skin nourishing. It is drugstore available. And I'm going to say drugstore. I'm also saying you can get these at Target, your local, whatever your store is. Most drugstores like CVS, Walgreens, those types of things are going to carry these lines and you can also find them online. So CeraVe is one product line that I'm going to be talking about a lot. The other one is new to me. I found number seven and have mentioned number seven on this show because I found their powder and foundation that I'm obsessed with. I found it through TikTok. TikTok made me buy it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hashtag. Yep. And I haven't looked back, but I did not know Kelly until very recently that they also do a great skincare line, not just makeup, but also skincare. So we're going to be talking about CeraVe and number seven products. I even asked my friend, Julie, one of our new sort of awesome regulars who lives in Canada, I was like, hey, tell me about Canadian availability for these. And she said, yes, you can get both CeraVe products and number seven in Canada at Shoppers. I hope I'm saying that right. That she said, most Canadians just call it Shoppers. Okay. <laughs> shoppers Drug Mart is the full name. And she said that if you are Canadian, that you can get it at the Shoppers, especially that have beauty boutiques. So Okay. I don't know about overseas, but I know here in the United States and in Canada, these should be super available. So Kelly, like you said, you're starting with Noxema. And so that's something that you know and trust and you've used for a long time. I'm curious, do you use it? If you actually do wash your face in the morning or no? Oh, yes. Okay. And part of this goes back to, so my backstory, and I bet this resonates with a lot of people who are kind of like me, is that I didn't have great skin when I was a teenager. And so Everything I would try at that point would often make me break out. Mm. So once I found something that worked, which was Noxema, and I would wash my face every morning and every night, and it kind of worked, then I was very nervous to change it. So this works. Let's just leave it be. So yes, I would wash my face in the shower, or if I just got up and wasn't taking a shower, Noxema, usually with a washcloth. Yes, that sounds great. Okay. Well, the thing is, if you don't even know where to start, start with Step number one, which is cleansing your skin. Many people have found things that work for them already, whether it's a bar of ivory soap or Noxema or whatever. I'm going to give you some specific product recommendations, but the main thing is I would say if you are starting from absolute scratch, start with just washing your face at the end of the day, washing off whatever you've got going on from the day, whether it's makeup or the random air pollution that we kind of all live with, sweat, whatever. Wash before bed. Your cleanser does not need to be expensive. In fact, this is probably going to be one of the lower price points of products that you're buying. But just at the end of the day, wash before you go to bed. Both CeraVe and number seven have really great, gentle, all-purpose cleansers. So the first one I want to tell you about is from CeraVe, and it's called their Foaming Facial Cleanser. This is from for normal to oily skin. 
And I think that you make such a great point, Kelly. People with oily skin are definitely going to be looking for different outcomes and different experiences. They have different needs than a person with really dry skin. And so that's really important. And as you look on these products, they're going to specify, like it says right on the front of CeraVe products, whether you have normal oily skin, dry skin, if that's the product for you. So their foaming facial cleanser, it's in the 11 to $15 range. Mm -hmm. Their cleansers last a long time, I will tell you. If you're used to buying a bar of ivory soap, that's going to feel really expensive, but it will last you a long time. I love their foaming facial skin cleanser. It's foaming, but it interestingly feels so silky going on the skin. It's really good if you are a daily makeup wearer like I am. This foaming cleanser is really going to get in and do a good job of breaking down the makeup that you've been wearing and really kind of deep cleansing your skin. They also do have one, a a cleanser that is more for dry skin. So you can look for that as well. And I'll put links in the show notes for all of this, you guys. I think it's called their daily moisturizing cleanser from CeraVe for normal to dry skin. That one has packed into it, not just cleansing, but also hyaluronic acid, which Mm -hmm. kind of plumps up the skin and adds some more moisture back in. So that one's a really good one. And over from number seven line, they also have a foaming cleanser. It's $8, so a little bit cheaper price point for you. It's the Radiant Results Purifying Foaming Cleanser. Again, another great one for daily makeup wearers. It's going to give you that deep, clean feeling, really fresh, clean, without feeling like you've just stripped your skin dry. So those are some basics to start with. Now, I have to confess, I'm not always a morning face wash person. I know some people do not feel they can get ready for the day until they've literally washed their face with some kind of soap. Sometimes because I do put on a lot of products at night, I just will just give my face a nice warm water splash before I start the morning stuff. But I know that can be a little controversial. So, (laughs) Well, and it probably just has to do with your skin type. And I want to go back real quick because I want to ask a question. Growing up, because I had such oily skin, I associated that tight skin feeling with being clean. Mm. And so one of the things that I've kind of learned, and I want to make sure that I'm learning it correctly, is that that isn't actually good. Even so, if you're used to your ivory bar of soap, and you go to a CeraVe, it's not going to be the same feel on your skin, right? right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that your skin's not getting clean. That is such a great point. And I was going to kind of touch on it when we talk about moisturizing next, but it is so true that that tight, tight feeling after you wash your face It does make you feel like, oh, good, I did something. My face must be so Mm -hmm. clean. But what can happen is that can actually cause your skin to overproduce oil. It's going to feel like, oh, no, this is way, way too dry. We got to fire up the oil glands, (laughs) get the moisture back into the face, and we're going to do it through oil production. And so that is such a great point. It can feel very uncomfortable if you are used to a really tight feel. And I'm not even saying that that's bad. And some people's skin is going to feel that way. I mean, honestly, a lot of times right after I wash my skin, I have mature skin as I'm in my mid-40s. I can't wait to get my moisturizer on because even with a good face wash, it still feels tight when I'm done. And so I'm going to get that moisturizer going. I want to stop really quickly too and say, you may hear a lot of people talk about double cleansing. So this is a technique that comes from the 10 step skincare routine is to do a double cleanse. Korean based, right? Yes, exactly. So the idea behind it is, and this is making it more complicated. So if you're here for 101, you don't even worry about double cleansing. You start with just cleansing. (laughs) But the idea behind double cleansing is to take an actual oil-based cleanser. A lot of times you'll see them called cleansing balms. Many department store brands have a cleansing balm. Um, And it's oil-based. So you put that on your face first, which again, if you're not used to cleaning your face with something really deeply hydrating, you're going to be like, this feels disgusting. (laughs) This is really greasy. Uh, I'm going the opposite direction. Yes, exactly. That's why it's called double cleansing. Because you start with this oil-based cleanser to break down, again, especially if you're a makeup wearer, to break down the makeup, the other things that you have on your face. If you've been at the beach all day with a ton of actual heavy-duty sunscreen on your face, whatever you have going on in your face, you put that on first, rinse it, and then you follow up with a water-based cleanser like the ones I just recommended, just like a normal face cleanser. So you get a double cleansing going on. I used to do this. I did it for a long time. And then Kelly, I just kind of got burned out on it. (laughs) So did you notice a difference when you went back, when you stopped double cleansing and went back to single cleanse? Were you like, 
oh, it's a difference. Or were you just like, eh? I honestly did not notice a difference. Now, my skin is not prone to breakouts. And so I do think that if you are prone to breakouts and you wear a lot of makeup during the day, this could serve you well. It really could. My skin has gotten so much drier as I have aged that I just, I didn't notice that much of a difference. Now, my 16-year-old still does a double cleanse every night and she has great skin. So kind of do whatever you want. But if you hear anybody talking about doing a double cleanse, that's what they're talking about. Okay. So that's good to know because I have not heard that term. Yeah. Okay. So the first step in my very basic recommendation for you is cleansing. Next comes moisturizing. So truly all skin types, they do love to be moisturized, especially after cleansing. It's a matter of finding the right product for your complexion. As I was just saying, stripping even oily skin and cleansing it can cause that oil overproduction to kick in. Certainly maturing skin, it just doesn't have the capacity to replenish itself the way that younger skin does. My recommendation is spend a little bit more money here. Again, your cleanser does not have to cost very much money. And also it's probably going to last you a long time. Spend a little bit more money on the moisturizing step because it's going to serve you well. In terms of just your overall skin health, your complexion, the radiance of your complexion over time can often be traced back to just having a good moisturizing routine. So I have a couple of categories of recommendations here because again, for some people, just starting with washing your face at night is going to be like, okay, this is my first big purchase. Okay. I've got my face cleanser. Um, so I want to tell you about some nighttime creams first, although we'll talk about some daytime moisturizers too. But Sarah B has a skin renewing night cream that's non-greasy. It is even, I read tons of reviews on this. Again, the skin renewing night cream from CeraVe, it's going to be just under $20. But I read lots of reviews. Even people with oilier complexions have said it does not clog pores overnight, which that's huge. Don't you think? Right. Yes, absolutely. A lot of people think of night cream. They think of, oh my gosh, I'm going to wake up. thick. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's going to be thick. I'm going to wake up with breakouts. Some reviewers even said they saw an improvement in their acne after they started using this one. It's one of those that just really sinks into the skin so nicely and overnight kind of works to restore that moisture balance for your skin. Number seven also has a a great night cream. It's called their Protect and Perfect Intense Advanced Night Cream. It's about the $25 price point. This one is really good for sensitive skin. Mm. And that's a concern too. Some people's skin is highly reactive to things and products. And so the number seven Protect and Perfect Night Cream Little goes a long way on this one for sure. It is going to be one of those thicker creams. So if you just on a sensory level do not like the sensation of a thick night cream going on, this probably would not be the best choice for you. But if your skin is like mine and just so thirsty after I wash it, this is one that's just going to be like, it's going to suck it up and be so happy. Okay. (laughs) It's a thirst trap. It's a thirst trap for your face. Yes, it is. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so those are your nighttime moisturizers. Now, some people can totally get away without doing a moisturizer. I, Kelly, for years, like when I was in my 20s, I was like, what's a moisturizer? I never, ever use moisturizer. And that's totally great. But for daytime, um, if you do want to get a little bit of moisture, like you maybe wash your face in the morning, you give your face a good rinse. I have a couple of recommendations for you. CeraVe has their ultra light moisturizing lotion. It does have an SPF of 30 in it. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And it's just under a 15, bonus. Yeah, totally. It's just under $15. Also has the hyaluronic acid. That Why is that word so hard? It is. There's a lot of words that come on skincare products and I'm like, I can recognize them. Yeah. It's very hard to say. Yes, totally. This one's super lightweight. So great for oilier complexion, normal to oily complexions. It's non-greasy. It leaves you with kind of a nice matte finish after you put it on. So it's totally great for wearing under makeup. It's definitely made for your daytime use. Number seven has one that I really like called the Hydroluminous Water Surge Gel. It's a little more expensive at $20. I love a water gel. They're especially in the summer. They go on so nice and cool. You feel like you're just kind of drenching your skin in some moisture. It feels like it sinks into the skin really well. So that's their Hydroluminous Water Surge Gel. But I have to tell you, Kelly, a little pro tip. I'm going off my own resolution to keep it simple on the brands because, and I've mentioned this on the show before, Trader Joe's 
has a Hmm. moisturizer. They call it their ultra hydrating gel moisturizer. It's $8. Again, a little goes a long way. It is fantastic. Daisy swears by it. She wears it every morning under her makeup and absolutely loves it. So Trader Joe's stop by their little skincare section and grab one of those. Right. And I don't know that it's always there. So if you find it, okay. try it. Yeah. Isn't it yes. supposed to be kind of their version of Neutrogena's Hydra Boost? Yes. Yes. Exactly. So it's a knockoff of a more expensive and very beloved brand that has, like you're saying, it's a water gel. So the Neutrogena, I think, are we going to talk about that later? I don't want to spoil its thunder. No. But yeah, that, so the idea of a water-based gel, I just want to chime in and say, you recommended this to me. Mm-hmm. When I was like, I don't know what to do, Meg, because I have oily skin. And I was familiar with it because my teenage daughter had been using it for a number of years, recommended by her dermatologist. Okay. So I am just going to piggyback and say what you're saying there. I was nervous because I have not used a moisturizer until now, and I'm in my late 40s, and just to see what would happen. But it really, it is, it's a refreshing layer. I can feel it. You know what's funny is that sometimes I put it on at night. Or I'm gonna, this is going to be a follow-up question, but I'll put it on at night. And then when I go to wash my face in the morning, my face feels silky. Yes. That's a different sort of a feel where it doesn't look yes. silky. Like if you wouldn't look at my skin and look, I have anything there. But when I'm touching it, I'm like, oh, it's got a different texture to it. It mm-hmm. is plumper. And so it, it seems like that. But when you talk about night versus morning, I'm like, what is the difference? So I don't know when I should be putting this stuff on too. So if I'm going to moisturize is the key to find a nighttime one that I should use at nighttime? Or is it okay to use just by one and put it on both? Do you put it on both or just one? What's your advice? That is a great question. Anything that's marketed specifically as a night cream, you definitely only want to do that at night, mostly because if you're a makeup wearer, if you're not a makeup wearer, you could wear anything on your face, walk out the door with just your moisturizer and your sunscreen on, fine. But the night creams, a lot of times you'll have an issue where you put on your makeup and it pills, it will pill, it will not sink into your skin because of the sort of moisture barrier that your night cream has going on. Okay. I think that's one of the biggest differences. Again, the thickness of the product can make a big difference too. I will say those water gel ones, like the Trader Joe's, this number seven one, the Neutrogena, you could wear that morning and night. Okay. Like you can do either on that for sure. So if it doesn't say nighttime, that's the real tip off is what you're saying. If we're going to buy yes. one that's nighttime, wear it at nighttime, don't wear it during the day. But if it doesn't say nighttime, probably yes. you could put it on under makeup and it's not going to have any issues. Yes, exactly. And you know, this is one of those things where it's just kind of a matter of what your personal preference is. Like I love a thick cream at night against on a sensory level. Some people are just gonna be like, that feels so gross to me. I want something light no matter day or night. So those water-based ones, the water gels are great. You could even put on a CeraVe ultralight moisturizer. It does have the SPF in it. You don't need it at night, but you could totally put that on at night and it would be just fine if you really just want a very light moisturizing layer going on. The most important thing is just get a moisturizer on your skin for sure. (laughs) But the lighter ones and the ones that they may say on the product, on the packaging that it's meant for daytime, the ones that have SPF, you can almost be assured that it's meant for daytime. Those are also going to be the consistency that you can totally put on and then put your makeup on on top of it. So those are some of the big distinctions. Does that, I feel like I made it more complicated. I hope that kind of clarifies. No, I, at least not for me. So you're just saying basically the steps are cleanse at yes. least at nighttime. Yes. And moisturize yes. at least once. Yes. Nighttime or day, you choose. That's exactly it. Yeah. Those are the two most fundamental steps. Now I'm going to say the third step in your very basic, simple system is going to be sunscreen. Now, again, this is a little controversial. People who live in the Pacific Northwest get irritated. People who are in Minnesota in the winter are like, come up here and tell me I need to wear sunscreen. Look outside. Look at these guys. (laughs) I wish I could wear sunscreen. I wish I needed uh, something to protect my skin from. Yes. Yes. It is the prevailing gospel in the skincare community that everybody should wear sunscreen every single day, whether it is raining outside, whether it is cold outside. Your mileage may vary on that. I'm just telling you that this is the thought. Of course, a dermatologist is going to tell you to wear SPF today, every day too. I will say, obviously, as we move into spring and then definitely in summer, 
make sure you have the SPF on. The main thing is, is that the sun is so good for us. It's packed with vitamin D. It's good for our moods. It's good for our mental health. This also can really damage our skin. And so it's really great to have that SPF going on every day. Again, now we're going to start talking about combo products. So that CeraVe ultralight moisturizer that has the SPF 30 in it. There you go. That's great. Just for daily use, not when you're going to the beach, but just for daily putting that on. There you go. Your sunscreen is done for the day. I did want to mention another brand. Again, this is for the oilier skin because I do think having oily skin can make it a huge challenge to find a good non-breakout mm-hmm. causing SPF. So Cetaphil, which is another drugstore brand that dermatologists love, Cetaphil has a product called the Pro Oil Absorbing Moisturizer, and it has an SPF of 30 broad spectrum sunscreen. You can get it at drugstores. We will put a link in the show notes, but this one is particularly great for people with oilier complexions to be able to have that daily SPF because that's the thing. Most, a lot of SPFs feel really greasy and genuinely can cause breakouts. So people with oilier complexions want to be aware of that, but this protects the skin without feeling greasy, which is so great. My personal choice that I love is the Paula's Choice. This has been an awesome of the week years ago. Paula's Choice Super Light Wrinkle Defense SPF 30. It is $30. So that is a higher price point than your drugstore ones that I'm recommending. I've used it for years. I love it. It's worth every penny. And where do you get it? Is it available at drugstores? You have to order it online. You have to order it. I feel like Paula's Choice, they might be carried at Ulta or Sephora. I'm not 100% sure. I always order directly off of their website. So, and then obviously for serious sun exposure, like if you're going to the beach or the pool, you need a serious standalone sunscreen. CeraVe has a whole line of them that are going to be good for your face. So I would direct you there. Oh my gosh, Kelly, is searching for a sunscreen not the most exhausting, overwhelming thing? I kind of just give up. Again, because this is an overwhelming topic to me, I think that, which is not bad. I've just used Neutrogena's. They have different stuff that they sell at Costco yeah. at the beginning of summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yep, that'll work. And then I also know because for years, I think I just got rid of a sunscreen that was in the back of that probably expired three presidencies ago. But because I used so little of it, it was just like, well, I have sunscreen. So I'm overwhelmed. If I need sunscreen, I'll use that one that's there. Yes. And I have not been faithful about sunscreen because of the oily skin thing. So yes, I think some of these products are just, they sound very approachable. Yes. And again, it's so overwhelming, like you said, to shop for something like this. So just saying, here are a few price friendly yes. and easy to find, very trusted and reputable. Excellent. That's what I need to make teeth. Yes. Thank you for bossing me in this area. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, cleansing, moisturizing, sunscreen, those are the big three. If you are starting from scratch, start there. I'm going to tell you a couple of more steps that you can add in when you feel that you're ready when we come right back. Okay, Kelly, so we've done our cleansing. If you want to take one baby step forward, the next thing that you could add in to your routine, and so instead of three steps, you'd have four, is exfoliate. So exfoliation is really, all we're talking about here is something that's going to give you that glowing skin. It's going to improve your skin texture, the tone. It's going to help prevent breakouts. Basically, it works to remove the oldest layer of dead skin cells on top of your face, make room for new cells to come in. That's all exfoliation is. Now, there's two different kinds of exfoliation techniques, and I'm just going to explain those really quickly. You're going to hear about chemical exfoliators and physical exfoliators. So a physical exfoliator is going to be like a scrub, or it's going to be using your washcloth or Mm -hmm. any kind of skin buffer type thing, anything that physically breaks down that layer of dead skin cells is going to be a physical exfoliator. I don't personally recommend scrubs because they can really break, cause micro tears in the skin. Some people swear by them. If you do not have sensitive skin and you have a physical exfoliator that you love, more power to you. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes to a pack of skin exfoliating reusable little rounds that are just kind of like a loofah for your skin that you could just use this with your cleanser. So you've got your CeraVe cleanser, Hmm. you get one of these and before you rinse, you just kind of give your face light scrub with this. You could totally just use your washcloth too. So you don't have to buy an extra product to do some exfoliating. If you've never exfoliated before, I would recommend start slow. Start once or twice a week. 
let your skin have some time to adapt. But if you have been doing this for a while, you can kind of build into it, I guess is what I'm saying. Now, the other kind of exfoliating is chemical exfoliating. Now, some people might feel freaked out by that because we're kind of like, oh, it's got chemicals in it, which everything has chemicals in it, basically. Yes, right. That's what these all are. Yes, exactly. Um, but these are going to use a some kind of combination of ingredients to, without the microbeads of a scrub, without a washcloth, to break down that top layer of skin. The cool thing is if you are ready to start exfoliating, you can find two really great combo products that are cleansers and exfoliators. So yes, you're adding a step technically, but you also can just use one product to do that second step of exfoliating. CeraVe has one called the Renewing SA Cleanser, Salicylic Acid Cleanser. I love this one. I've used it for years. I will say again, if you've never exfoliated before, start slow with this. Don't make this your main cleanser if you've never exfoliated before. Get this added in once or twice a week until your skin builds up some tolerance to it. Number seven also has a combo cleanser that's called the Radiance Plus Daily Energizing Exfoliating Cleanser. Same thing. It's a cleanser with an exfoliator in it already. So you don't have to buy a second product, build into it. So that's the fourth step. So then instead of three steps, you'd be going cleansing, exfoliating, moisturizing, and then in the daytime, put your sunscreen on. Okay, but it's adding in a step, but you're really saying that in many ways, you're kind of doing it with your cleansing. Yes. Right? Because if you're using a cleanser that has some sort of a chemical exfoliator in it, or you're using your washcloth, or you're using one of those little rounds to buff your face a little bit, It's like you're doing double duty. Right. You're not actually adding in a whole other step necessarily. You could, but it could just be something that you're saying, okay, but you could think about your cleansing plus Mm -hmm. exfoliating being at the same time. Okay. Yes. And here's a question. Okay. So how often you're saying don't exfoliate every day if you've never done it, but how often regularly then would you, after you've built up a tolerance or you have oil on your skin, it's not going to be such a big deal. Do you recommend exfoliating? I would say if you're on the oilier end of the spectrum, I think you could use these cleansers every night. I would not do a morning and night with your combo product. But if you're on the oilier spectrum, I think you could absolutely do your combo product every night when you're cleansing your face. If you're on the more sensitive side of the spectrum, personally, I would stay at two, maybe three times a week with a chemical exfoliant. And so kind of just test your skin for its reactivity in that range would be my suggestion. Makes sense. So that was a really good question too, because you don't want to go into this, okay, I'm going to really treat my skin well. And then you wake up and you've got redness all over your face. That was my thing when I started using the CeraVe Renewing SA Cleanser. I'd used it four nights in a row and I woke up one morning and my face was just red everywhere sensitive, tender to the touch. And I was like, what's going on? I figured out, oh, I've, I've just been overdoing it on the exfoliant. Okay. (laughs) Again, let your skin will guide you as you get into this for sure. Okay. The last point I want to mention is once you, oh, also I will say, I'm sure there are some skincare purists out there who are like, well, it doesn't have to be a combo product. And that's true. You can absolutely have a standalone exfoliator. I'm just trying to keep it simple for the newbies here. (laughs) So I would say the fifth step, if you are okay, I've got my cleanser down, I'm exfoliating, I am moisturizing, I'm putting that sunscreen on before I leave the house in the morning. Then you're ready if you want to add in a fifth step and that's your repair step. So this is especially gonna be for skin that is more maturing, mid thirties on, depending on where you are, what your genetics are, those types of things. I'm not gonna give specific recommendations here because this is all over the place, Kelly. This is where When you hear people talk about serums or facial oils, or even those skincare masks, those paper masks that you use to Mm -hmm. put on your serums or whatever, this is where you're going to get really specific about your skin issues. Do you have dark spots? Well, then you're going to look for a dark spot corrector. Are you trying to fight fine lines? Are you spot treating acne? This is where the more advanced things come in, but are targeted to what your specific skincare concerns are. And again, some people may never, ever be interested in that. And that is totally fine. But I would not try to add in anything to do repair until you have your basic foundational routine down of at least cleansing and moisturizing and doing some exfoliating. So I'm going to drop some links into the show notes with just some specific 
if you're trying to target fine lines or whatever, if you want a vitamin C booster to brighten your complexion, I'll drop some links into the show notes, but just know that it's going to be so specific based on what your complexion is asking for help with. So a couple of bonus things I wanted to mention. First of all, huge bonus, treat your lips well. I cannot strongly enough recommend Burt's Bees has a little lip mask. You can get it at Target for $8. Little goes a long way. It'll last you forever. When I finish all my skincare products at night, the last thing I do is put some, not just chapstick, not just Carmex, but some actual healing, rejuvenating lip care on. (laughs) I think it's so important. So what is it? Does it really just feel like that though? Or is it a scrub when you say a lip mask? I know. It's so confusing, right? When I first heard of lip masks, I thought it was going to be a scrub. It's not. It's an intensive moisturizer for your lips. Okay. Yeah. You can use the scrub. And if you have chapped lips or lip issues, uh, flaky lips, if you can't wear lipstick because your lips are flaky, you could totally do a scrub at night and then put on a lip mask over it to moisturize overnight. And I love a lip mask because I do think they make lipstick so much more fun during the day because your lips are nice and plump and moisturized. So yes, do that for yourself. But here's my biggest tip before we wrap up. As you begin to get into skincare, you may find yourself examining your skin closely in the mirror. Maybe you have one of those magnifying mirrors. Maybe you just have your face pressed up to the mirror at night. My biggest thing that I want to tell everyone when it comes to skincare, if you're feeling really dissatisfied with your skin, and you're looking in the mirror, take two big steps back and then look at yourself. I think that once we start paying attention to our skin, that we all go through a phase of examining every single imperfection up close and personal. The only people, Kelly, who are going to be that close to your skin are the people who love you, hopefully. (laughs) That's right. Your partner, your spouse, your kids. I was going to say, if they're getting old with you too, then yeah. if they don't have their readers on, they're not going to see you anyway. <laughs> That's true. That's a great That's point. a wonderful thing about as you're getting older and you're like, wow, my skin's getting wrinkly. It's possible that your partner would be like, really? I can't tell. <laughs> That's a great That's a gift. point. It is. It's a gift of aging. And if your kids are going to be up in your face the other day, one of the twins pointed out to me the lines on my forehead and it's like, okay, <laughs> yes. thank you. I'm aware. Yeah. But truly take two big steps back and just realize that nobody is examining your face as closely as you are. So in fact, I don't even like those magnifiers. I mean, for lots of reasons, they are often in a hotel. And so if I turn around, I don't want to see my face in that many details, right? I would prefer the filter. So yeah, I think that's a really good point is that just take a step back and know that I think what you are saying here too, Meg, it's not just about you're following some beauty routine or trying to look younger. It's how do you take care of yourself? How do you care for your skin, especially the skin on your face, which does take the most abuse. It's never covered up. Although lately with masks, it is. But most of the time, it's just out there. It's getting the pollution. It's getting the sun. Yes. Getting the wind, getting the cold. So how do you care for yourself in a grown up sort of way for those of us who just didn't know what to do? Yeah, that's why I super love it. I have given up on trying to correct my deep wrinkles. I know I need to go to an actual doctor's office for that. I'm just not into it right now. Maybe someday I will be. But truly just my skincare routine is just a way to take care of myself and pamper myself before I go to bed. And so it works for me for sure. Kelly, thank you so much for this conversation, for being open to it and just letting me share all this skincare stuff. Obviously, I have a lot of words about it. So no, I'm so glad you did because again, It's just good to have a friend who can say, hey, here's just the, again, 101. I feel that's what I need. Just a few things. This is approachable. You can find it at your Target, at your Walmart, CVS. Thank you. Thank you for taking all this knowledge that you have and just making it so approachable. Oh, you're welcome. This was so fun. Okay. If people want to come find you and talk cookies or skincare or whatever, where can they find you all around the web? You're going to find me in the Hangout, of course, or in the Superstars group. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly Gordon MN. Or also, I'll just circle back in case you missed this recipe or you're looking for a recipe. I do have a website, KellyGordonMN.com. And there I have all my recipes, even the ones that are not mine, you know, that I just link out to the monster cookies we talked about earlier. There's a link on the website. Awesome. Love it so much. Well, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. And don't forget, you can find Sorta Awesome, the show. Anywhere you look for us on social media at Sorta Awesome Show. So yes, you guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.